Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clear for Eight podcast, a podcast about Final Fantasy XIV, MMOs, video games, mostly stuff we want to talk about within that area, that realm. And I'm joined here today, of course, with Sujak and Clarissa. Hello. Hello. And um, I'm Knox. <laughs> and it's it's episode three. We're on to the third one. A week after the last one. We're like on schedule for this one. Let's we're, go. We're making it happen. Yeah. And we can only go up from here, obviously, because we just started. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's looking good. I'm I'm liking that we are heading towards that that consistency. We're we're starting to mm-hmm. feel the groove a little bit here. And today overall we're gonna be talking about the community, the player base, the fandom of Final Fantasy XIV, and, you know, kind of the MMO genre in general. I feel there was a lot of crossover uh, between the games and within the genre, because no one has only played one MMO ever in their life, I think, for the most part. (laughs) There's probably a few. Maybe a little bit more, but... (laughs) There's, I am sure, there are a few that have only played one game. But usually when someone <laughs> plays a genre that they like, they at least look at other games within the genre. Yeah. You know, someone who has played Apex Legends knows about Call of Duty to some degree and has probably played Call of Duty, you know, shooters. Yeah. And then if you play fighting games, you know about all the fighting. Yeah, it's. But MMOs are their own unique thing. But before we get into that, what about our little weekly update? What's everyone been doing this week? Uh, see, I have been... Now that we cleared Uwu, we are moving on to T. And so I've been knee-deep in recruiting efforts. Because we have seven out of eight spots filled, and we're looking for an eighth. And so we're going through posting recruitment posts and doing trials. So that's been my week. Yeah. I've been preparing for uh, tea. Uh, I haven't been needing to do nearly as much as Sujak's been doing, but uh, I got my bis, my tea bis, and I've just been kind of wrapping up some other personal projects while I've got the time. Nice, nice. I am not going to be running tea, so (laughs) I have not been doing any of that. I've been just chilling. Finishing up leveling a few uh, jobs that I'm still working on. And I, I hopped into Diablo 3. We were late getting started on this because I forgot. And I was playing Diablo 3. <laughs> uh, because new season. And yeah, yeah. I've, I've been playing that, having a decent little time. So, oh, and leveling in Elder Scrolls as well. Been playing that quite a bit. Fun game. By the way, quite fun. Very different from Final Fantasy. Oh my goodness. Completely different. different? Uh, Well, the combat is more action combat. So, you know, you have to dodge, meaning like you do the dodge rolls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hmm, how else would I put it? Like your your skill bar has five skills. Plus an ultimate. Imagine. Right? <laughs> like, that's so different. I remember I was talking with some other people, 
and they were like, oh, well, there's going to be a second bar because you can do weapon swaps mid-fight just to quickly swap to a second bar with other abilities. They're like, so it can get a little complicated to deal with that. I was like, I play Final Fantasy. This is fine. 10 abilities (laughs) is not going to be overwhelming at all. (laughs) They're like, oh, oh, yeah, no, you're, yeah, okay, yeah, you'll do fine. (laughs) So I'm already, like, I have no issue already just while I'm leveling, swapping bars, and I hardly ever do it because I'm just leveling. I'm doing basic content. I'm leveling abilities. You level the abilities themselves. Mm. and you level weapons and you level your racial like uh subclass things you level every little thing you don't just level the character so it's yeah it's extremely different because final fantasy is level the job specifically and that's it yeah whereas elder scrolls you level the character, alt. which is one class, by the way. You have to make alts for different classes. Oh. But then you level each weapon for each class. Like, it's, yeah. There's no, like, every class can wield every weapon. But you have to level each weapon to get skills from the weapons. It's a lot. Okay. There's so much going on. It's Yeah, that sounds kind of odd. <laughs> it's It's different, but once you start doing it, it's kind of, you know, it's just a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It's it's not too bad once you start doing it, it it makes sense. So I'm not describing it well because I'm new at it, <laughs> but it's it is a lot to level. And at first, it's like I don't even know what I'm doing. Where am I supposed to spend this stuff? So oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's been fun, but that kind of goes into the fandom player-based community thing that we want to talk about today because there's it's mmo communities are just it is kind of its own giant community in a way because so many people do play more than one mmo in one game or you always have your main game everyone's got their main mmo but you know (laughs) a lot of times people dabble i dabble for instance yeah sujak used to play wow all the time. Um, Clarissa, yeah. you, you played Maple Story. Played, yeah, a little bit of that. Had no clue what was going on, but I was having fun. <laughs> and that's a lot of times the best fun. <laughs> you, you're not getting saddened by doing it wrong. You're just doing well, it. Well, I was doing it so wrong. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, oh gosh. My God. Oh, I can only imagine. All right, so talking about the 14 community Mm -hmm. uh there's so many aspects to it like i honestly coming from wow to final fantasy because wow is pretty much there's a pvp and there's a pve community and that's pretty much it when you come to final fantasy though it is there's a lot of subsections of the community um just a few that come off the top of the head obviously the raiding community um like g posers role playing housing uh different venues because there are like there's housing and subdivisions so people make venues mm-hmm. um like which D- D- dj's clubs uh people who come up with their own fan fiction and write their headcanon for like their original characters uh 
cosplayers, artists, there's so many things. So today, I would say we'll in WoW, I did dabble with the RP community in WoW. Okay. It was out there. It was just usually sectioned off in the RP servers. It was pretty rare to find them outside of those servers. Mm. And yeah, it was it was pretty fun. There there is definitely a strong role play community, but it's definitely it is not like it is in Final Fantasy, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I never encountered that. I was strictly in a PvP server, so it was just everyone murdering each other for the most part. That's yeah, that's pretty much how that goes, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's Anyhow, I, I hadn't like, really kill. run into roleplay on any PvP servers. Because yeah, I played no. on a few, and I, yeah, you didn't really see it there. You had to go hunting for roleplay, and it was usually on roleplay servers, which kind of yeah. makes sense. No, it's, yeah. Like, Final Fantasy doesn't label the servers like that. They're just servers. You just play wherever. You yeah. do whatever. So everything intermingles more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'd have to say because we we all play on North America servers, so and mostly just some primal. Um, there are two other data centers, or sorry, three other data centers mm-hmm. in primal. Oh, I now. forgot. Yeah, that new one. Uh, Ether, <laughs> Crystal, and Dynamis. Dynamis, Dynamis is the new one. Yeah, yep. I was blanking on that. I'm like Sarah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a server. Um, but yeah, so I th- I feel like these servers kind of have their own sort of stereotypes carried with them. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know what, pri- what, what would you guys call primal as? What are, what is primal? Cause that's where we're all at. I've seen people kind of label primal as like the middle child, uh, like in a good way. Cause <laughs> I, I feel like it's the most balanced of the, I'm, I'm not going to talk about dynamis yet. Cause like, one, I'm never over there, and it's so new. I feel like it's just, like, not developed. But between uh, Ether and Crystal, Primal is definitely the more balanced of the two. Because Crystal, it's kind of like the the RP data center. Uh, and Aether is the raiding one. Uh, I see a good mix of, like, RP and raiding in Primal. I've enjoyed my stay. In Primal, uh, I have an alt on Crystal that I was kind of, before Data Center Travel uh, was, like, released, I was obviously stuck over there leveling an alt. And I definitely noticed the differences between the two Data Centers. It was very amusing. Um, But yeah, Primal, I think, is a good mix between the two. Uh, Yeah, well, I, I've been leveling an alt on Dynamis. Uh, it's up to... I basically have finished the main Realm Reborn story. I'm in the patch content. Okay. So I've I've had a fair, you know, mingling around on the server. And it is they are not fully developed. They have no identity right now. <laughs> and <Okay>. I, <laughs> we're talking... It's weird to walk through the Limza Etherite Plaza... And there's basically no one there. Oh, that's I, like scary. Yeah, because everyone's out like doing things and leveling. There's most of the people <laughs> are still working through content. They're not lounging yet. 
So it's, <laughs> you can tell it's a very young server with uh, a, a newer player base. And even when I was queuing for the main scenario, you know the main scenario. I don't want to give any spoilers, but the end dungeons for A Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. It, it took me as a tank. It was like 10 minutes, 12 minutes oh, to get a queue because no one bad. no one was queuing for them. Oh, Those were like DPS but, times. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't and have to wait that long. We had a DPS queue from someone else's stream. Because I was doing it with a, a streamer that was new. Mm-hmm. And that DPS got in our uh, group. Like immediately oh when they queued. They insta-queued into our group. And we still That's needed really another funny. DPS. So I was oh like, God. wow, we we actually just don't have anyone queuing <laughs> to run the main scenario. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. And mm. yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. That... It's cool to see a fresh community mm-hmm. yeah i think the pro like the queue time issue i think it just compounds itself because people have the same like oh this is taking forever i'm gonna go over to ether primal crystal and then it just continues and perpetuates but i think by the time 7.0 comes out it should be a lot better yeah i hope for the sake of the people playing over mm. there because uh, i'd be sad i, <laughs> I, I was over so. there trying to run content so go ahead. Oh no, I, I finished my oh, statement. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it um Yeah, I think it'll they'll mature. They that's why they hand out the uh all those incentives to make alts over there. Well not oh, yeah. maybe even alts, just new character bonuses really. Mm-hmm. Uh because it's a million gil, fifteen days of game time. Um get the road to ninety buff, don't you? It's yeah. road to eighty. Oh, but 80. Yeah, yeah it's they just want to get you to Endwalker. Uh, so yeah, it, it cuts off at eighty, which is great. Eighty is amazing. I have barely played it, and I have Warrior, uh, Paladin, and Arcanist. So you know those two, mm-hmm. they're all over fifty. Okay, that's and pretty good. I, I've barely run anything. Be- outside of just doing the story they, they just it's so easy to level because it's a hundred percent experience for everything man wow and plus you know if you're catching up with another class you get the other like the catch-up boost for that oh yeah so it, you, you don't even need food or anything you just wow <laughs> i i poked a thing that's three levels <laughs> so yeah it's it's really good um yeah i think i think the data centers definitely have the thing I, i've been into crystal before uh <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> for the for the billboard beach party uh, yeah, we made our way over there and i have to say it, it was fun and i know there was a lot of controversy surrounding the billboard but you know just having a like a world party on the beach was so much fun. You just saw all these different like glamours and people everywhere. I just I, I hadn't been to an in-game event like that ever. It was an excellent people watching experience. Honestly, mm. like I, I go to cons my fair share. Uh it honestly did feel like like a convention 
like in person. Obviously, it wasn't in person, but like the shenanigans and like the different groups of people, the different little events that kind of went on. Uh, granted, they weren't like special events, but it's like just random little happenings that would like occur. Cause I remember seeing like a long line of people just it's like I don't know where they're going but they're going somewhere and then there was like a group of Lala fell under the bridge and it's like I don't know why they're there but all the Lala fell are congregating there and it's like really funny to see and like participate <laughs> but yeah. I think Crystal has a lot of fun little activities like that that occur because I think isn't LunarCon hosted in Crystal? It is. Okay, yep. yeah. That's something that I've been to once, and it was very fun. So, um, for people that don't know, what is LunarCon? Um, LunarCon is an in-game event. Uh, I think it's a couple days. I don't remember exactly when it's held, but it's basically like an anime or gaming convention, except it's all online and in-game. So, like, there's a website and an official Twitter and everything. And honestly, like, if you want to know more, just, like, Google LunarCon, like, Final Fantasy, and you'll probably find the website and Twitter. Uh, and there will be, like, a schedule with different events going on. Um, they'll have, like, a handful of, uh, like, housing wards and, uh, like events planned that you can go in and experience there's a lot of like djs that'll be streaming for the event and there's like a little like dance party and stuff it's it's really fun there there's so many things that i didn't actually get to do um for that event because i know i went a couple i think a couple years ago and i didn't go to the last one because uh i was playing xenoblade <laughs> But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard it was good. So definitely check that out if you want to experience something unique in-game. And it's free, so. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> I think it's in the summer, right? Yeah. Think, yeah. And, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out coincidentally <sighs> at the time of Lunar. The same day. I'm like, I, mm. I, would, I, I plan to go to LunarCon. But I'm like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have to go play Xenoblade 3. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of say... amazing that that is completely player-driven. Yeah. Like, that's not anything to do with the developers or the community. Man, nothing. It's just straight up. The players were like, hey, we want a con in-game. And they made it. And it's it's pretty huge. It's awesome. Yeah, the planning that has to go into that seems like a huge undertaking because there are just so many different moving parts. And I feel like it, it honestly is more difficult than like an in-person con because like you have to deal with like all these like online spaces that like it's a little bit harder to get to places and organize things. And make sure that, like, everyone can get in to the venue or make sure that the people who are running the venue don't get, like, locked out somehow because the venue fills up and they, like, 
get disconnected or something and they can't get back in their house. But I don't know. I feel like there's just a different subset of issues that might occur that you have to figure out how to like solve creatively. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and with data center travel, because data center travel is relatively new. Yeah. Uh, definitely an endwalker. And before you would be, you know, just sort of locked either to like primal ether or crystal but now with data center travel LunarCon and all these other like player events have to sort of think about and accommodate potentially a lot more people mm -hmm. oh yeah it's definitely a lot of unique challenges to an online <laughs> con like that especially with now with data center travel because there come. are caps to how many people can be in certain instances or inside the house. Yep. And now with even more people showing up, oh, it's um, definitely a challenge, especially for anyone organizing it. Because I, the only real solution is to have more things to do, which is mm -hmm. just more work. It's, someone's yeah. got to take care of that. Someone's got to schedule it and figure that out. So... Yeah, uh, I think for LunarCon, they definitely were divided among, like, you know, Belmong, Brynhildr, like, all these different servers mm -hmm. still staying on Crystal, but just trying to, like, divide <laughs> divide the masses a little bit. Yeah, and, like, still making it uh, easy to navigate. Because I know one thing that I was worried about is, like, okay, I know there's a con happening on this data center, but I don't know where anything is. There aren't, like, signs in games that I can follow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I was really thankful that they had everything, like, pretty organized on their website. And, um, of course, like, word gets out in-game, so people will be in shout chat saying stuff sometimes. But uh, the fact that they were able to make all of it work while still being, like, split up so that things can actually occur and like housing wards aren't completely full is pretty pretty cool yeah imagine, imagine if they it. could like put up signs oh that'd be so cool <laughs> I don't know. Like, that would be you, so nice you get the uh the ff14 like the actual moderators for the game <sighs> to oh, approve signs and stuff for these cons just so that way they can have a like a board like oh th this part of the party is in ward 15 and this place or whatever something that, that would be awesome but there's no shot they implement no. a system like that that would be so much work for them it would but think about like the monetization they could do man mm. there's potential <laughs> that's how we get them to think about it the in game lunar con t-shirt glam yeah oh my gosh <laughs> you know that probably i don't know Someone's probably made something or could make something. I guess this would fit in more with our previous podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I bet. Listen I... To that, go, go listen now. <laughs> I bet money that there is some sort of a mod out there. That someone's got a shirt from I went to LunarCon. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. Crystal also houses the Eorzean Aquarium. Ah. Oh. Which yeah, that was the one we all went to. Uh, we did. We took a group field trip, and <laughs> we went over to the Eorzean Aquarium, and oh my gosh, so much fun! It has it's literally 
a house that's a museum and it has all the fish in the game that you can catch and put in tanks and they have all their rooms sort of have a theme oh it's so much fun i would highly recommend checking it out we had a lot of fun looking for the hidden namazu yes that's a fun little (laughs) game you can play like a little uh little little fish boy that they hide in (laughs) the rooms it's it was fun not every room had it though or did they i don't know Uh, yeah i don't don't know know. Was I just bad, or were yeah. they just not in every room? I don't know. Uh, keep you on your toes. Yeah, they uh, they hold events too, like fishing trains, and you know uh, the aquarium art party, and just they'll even do panels on like how to get big fish tile. Oh my gosh! Like it's really awesome to see. Uh, you know something that a lot of people in the game might not think much about fishing and turn it into this really cool community and a place where people who really love fishing can go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just thinking about this, I was in the MMO subreddit, like MMORPG. That was the name of the mm-hmm. subreddit. And someone had said uh, the question, what would be your wish list thing for an MMO? And someone had said, oh, I wish that there was more fishing in games and you could like go on a boat and go fishing with your friends and there was fishing boss battles where you would have like a special event with the fishing and i was like you just described ocean fishing in final fantasy it's like the game exists go go play it (laughs) do you know it has a free trial yeah (laughs) and people would mention it every wish listed thing in that thing because there was one like, oh, I wish there was more like non-instance player housing with neighborhoods. It was like Final Fantasy oh has God. that. What are y'all doing? Where are I? I don't want to be like Final Fantasy is the perfect game, but there's <laughs> so many features in this game that other games don't have. And yeah, it, it's like it's all here. Just come on over. Mm-hmm. Look at this free trial. It's <laughs> have you heard about it? The award winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, I, I'm so impressed with the um, Eorzean Aquarium and sort of branching out to more yeah. data centers and even into Europe and Japan and just spreading that whole event system out. And that's a lot of work. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to see this little slice of the community focused on fishing. Yep. I, I thought of the ocean fishing thing because that they had to go ocean fishing for the aquarium. Like it's, it was a lot of work to yeah. get all those fish to yeah. put together that aquarium. I, that's it's a lot of it's a dedicated section of the community to make these venues. It's it is. it's really quite incredible. I'm trying to think of other venues like that because there's there's cafes. People will go very detailed on making these little cute cafes. Yeah, um, what I've was seen. one we saw? That pirate ship one? Oh, that was very cool. That was that was wild. So, yeah. The housing community in itself, very creative, mm-hmm. um, I'll have to mm-hmm. say. Uh, I guess sort of swinging back to like venues um, that are non-clubs, there's this whole, I think on Twitter, there's something like the Eorzean Museum Network. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, see different types of venues that aren't clubs. 
around. So like maybe a museum dedicated to like Ulda or, you know, the Far East or just like different things that aren't just, hey, here's a club and a DJ. Not saying that's a bad thing. Like there is a place and there's a community around clubs and DJs and meeting people, but there's also other venues out there too. Yeah, I do enjoy the varied thing. And just to clarify, we're sticking to non-club venues because clubs are their whole own thing. They they're huge. So, we're we're we'll talk about them. Don't worry, club owners. We'll get to you. <laughs> we see around. you. Stick around. We see you there. <laughs> we're just it's yeah, there's so many venues a lot of them like these people put in a lot of work and it's just really cool especially as we've all played the game we can really appreciate the level of work that oh, does go yes. into it and knowing that wow they had to really play the game a lot <laughs> just mm -hmm. focused on this one aspect to get this done um it's really cool i i mean it's a huge undertaking and then not not only managing like the stuff in game but managing these discord communities as well because um, a lot of these i'm pretty sure yours in aquarium has a whole discord community where you can you know keep informed of their events coming up or if you wanted to actually be a part of it you could join and uh, help contribute so there's a whole hmm. other aspect outside of the game too with you know discord twitter whatever else Yeah, and that makes sense because I guess to clarify to anyone that the way the aquarium works is it's the private rooms. It's a free company house, so there's private rooms you can buy if you're a member. And so each person's private room was, you know, a fish room, you know, decorated and special and everything. So that's how you would join and be able to participate as you could have your own room that is decorated up. So that's to clarify. I know some people might not realize this yeah. wasn't just the basement kind of no. sectioned <laughs> off. There, there was actual rooms yeah, dedicated to each section of the, the fishing stuff. I think it's a very clever use of housing space because as I'm sure mm -hmm. some people have heard that housing in Final Fantasy is hard to come by um just because it is you know they are neighborhoods it is an instance and they just exist in the game all the time so not everyone can own a house and i think the aquarium did a really great job of just like minding their footprint and then using their fc rooms as they can to make a really awesome space yeah absolutely I actually like that part of it in acknowledging the minding the footprint and not just getting seven houses or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A whole ward, just like oh. same same FC tag. That's, I've heard of situations like I've that. I've seen happening. that. And I know there's some people that will defend it, but I, does one person actually need 13 houses? I hope they're because I've seen that. I've seen that. That's oh. or even worse. Oh. It's yeah, that's painful. Especially yeah, when so many people want a house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just feels I, bad. It yeah. does. 
luckily it has sort of gotten better. I think the last couple of rounds of the lottery um, made it a little bit more accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, large houses are going to be hard to come by no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think if you wanted like a small personal or a medium FC house, I I'm pretty sure like if you really wanted one and hopped in the lottery, you're probably gonna get one. I'm, yeah. And I'm sorry if you didn't and you lost and this is like your tenth round of lottery and you've lost every single one. I'm so sorry. Yep. It's oh. I will say that I from what I've seen with the houses lately that have been going up for because I already got a house, so I haven't been paying close attention, but I haven't seen the numbers go as high as they were before they added all the new wards. Yeah. So usually like a small house would only have like twenty ish people bidding on it where before it was over a hundred it was was a lot of people bidding but now it's it's more manageable obviously not perfect everyone can't just go get a house but i think it's a lot better now and i genuinely think at this point if you want a house you have a shot at finding a house yeah Yeah. most of the people i i know that have been like actively trying to get a house they have a house now <laughs> which is very cool i'm really happy for everyone i'm very sorry like if you've had really bad luck so far but don't give up please <laughs> please don't give up yeah and it's so much better than clicking a placard i don't oh. care who says like the lottery is worse than placards like no i will no this is a hill <laughs> i will die on that the lottery is better period (laughs) as someone as someone who was a a placard clicker i got my house through that process if i lost my house and i wanted to get it again i'd be more than happy to do the lottery because the placard clicking was like physically painful i (laughs) i i didn't sleep well because i was really determined to get a house and uh like i would be clicking and then suddenly like an obvious bot would show up and it's like you know i'm i'm just gonna have to find a different placard to click because i'm not gonna win against this uh i got lucky i got very lucky and Mm -hmm. i never want to do that again (laughs) (laughs) yeah the because the clicking gosh i some people did they ran the numbers and there was like a three hour window that was your prime time to be clicking. So, and that was the casual way to do it of, oh, if you really just want like your high prime time of when to click, it's these three hours. So just only spend these three hours clicking. And if you don't get it, just give up for a while, try the next house and then try during this three hour window. That's a three hour window. That's of a lot. just sitting there doing That's nothing nice. but clicking a placard. Yep. Uh, it's not even just like click the sign, click. No, it's like going through all process. these menus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pain. Yeah, I refuse to engage with housing because I I did it <laughs> like I clicked on one placard. It was like, wait, I what? <laughs> and then the system was explaining, oh yeah, it'll randomly be up for sale like at this point, and they, hopefully you're the first one to click the placard and say yes. No, yeah, it's that. I'm not doing yeah, this. It was just- random internal timer that nobody knew when you could actually buy the property so you just had to keep clicking in hopes that once that window opened you would be the first one to get it 
it absolutely painful. Yeah. And like you couldn't do anything else in game really if you really wanted that house because I remember once I was clicking on a house and like I, I needed to run some stuff, like run some duties. So like I queued up <laughs> I I came back after I was done with my the duty that I ran and uh, guess what? Someone got oh, the house. No. Of course. Oh my god. Like, are course. you serious? What do you oh. mean? I've been clicking this like all up until my queue popped and I come back and within that like fifteen minute period the placard oh. became available. I was yeah. so upset. That just will drive you mad. Yeah. I tried to get a house at the end of Shadowbringers. And I mean, there was probably like 40, 50 people around a sign for a small mm-hmm. around a sign, just like huddled around it. And you could tell there were bots there. And I'm like, yeah, I am not going to win this at all. It, the chances are real slim. Mm-hmm. And so I think the lottery was a good, a yeah. good uh, transition. It's not perfect. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't. Perfect, but I think it's way better than what it was. And to be fair, I think the only perfect system would be the game just creates new wards with housing demand. But that would be so nice. It would be, but it, it's also kind of not feasible because they do just have limitations on the servers and how many things yeah. they can add. So would that be perfect? Sure, if they had unlimited servers, <laughs> they could just <laughs> keep adding housings. But it's yeah, it's so it's. I think it's the best that we can do with what is available, yeah. like with what they have. <laughs> and I think it's been fine. I maybe they do another. They add some more wards again, one more time in the next year or two, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't see them doing it for a while, just because. They're probably uh, focusing on 7.0. Yeah. Yeah. I feel they might add another housing district before they add more wards. Oh my god, please. Oh my god. Mario, please. There's some cool Aww. areas I'd like to see a house. Would be very oh, cool. I have so much guilt. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh my god, Hopium, please. I'd love to get a house in Charlian or the Crystarium. That would be so, so nice. One of those would be... Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like cool. Those are just such good areas. Yeah, I'd oh, love to see you, that. Um, there, uh, I feel like there has, there's gonna have to be a housing district in Charlian at some yeah, point. Yeah, like there are houses sitting around. Like, there's too much potential. Too much potential. Yeah, let me just be Fortuno's neighbor. Oh so my god! Loud <laughs> parties and mm-hmm. just be like, "What's <laughs> up, buddy?" <laughs> just have some Ellis and Butlers all over the place. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a venue idea. <laughs> you could have like a cafe and like oh something. So like I don't know if you guys have been to any venues, but like it's not uncommon to have like staff working at the venue and like they'll get their cut of like I don't know how they get paid and all of that, but usually they do get paid from what I've heard. Uh but it's they could have like Ellis and Butlers standing outside. Oh my gosh! Yeah. They yeah people working there. That could be a whole thing. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. the the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah, I would love either of those housing districts. 
Crystarium or Charlie. Oh, mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah, I, I guess think... going. Oh, what were sorry. you thinking? Well, I was just kind of gonna segue into housing decoration and sort of the designers in the community itself is like that's a whole thing yeah mm. in which you know people have these different builds they're very creative with what you can sort of glitch in the game and this is without using add-ons you can float furniture and stuff doing some different techniques the whole um, yeah, it's very intricate and time-consuming, but people do it, and it's amazing sort of the builds that people come up with that look very, like, either modern or they make it look more, like, high fantasy looking and just different themes. You can go on different sites and people are just like, look at this new build I had, and this is how you do it, and they'll break it down, and it's just amazing the creativity because it is a lot of time and just thinking outside of the box of like, how can I use this in-game item and rotate it and float it to look like something else or make it part of something else? It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I've never gotten into that aspect with... I I haven't really decorated my house yet still. It's unfortunate. Uh, I just don't have that many decorations. And hunting for decorations is a whole thing, but I would be tempted to hire a designer to oh, just yeah. put it all together. You can do that. There yeah. are services where you can pay Gil and have somebody come in and decorate your house and they'll give you like a decoration fee and like a furnishing fee. And you pay them and you'll say like, oh, I kind of want like a maybe a cozy cabin on a rainy day feel. And they'll do that. And you'll have that for like however much gill. And people make their gill living on this. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, there's it yeah. The housing what the these people can do. I I wouldn't even have the patience to figure out how to float things. <laughs> And do all of that. Uh, I no, it's no shot. Really, really tedious. Yeah, it is tedious. I am and a basic like... man. Can I get it to fit right there? Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> oh no! Very standard. Put the wall there. Put the thing here. The couch goes there. Sweet. That's a room. I mean, I've seen like really nice houses that aren't like classified as like designer houses that do all the like crazy mm -hmm. stuff that still look really nice and like homey and cozy and have a nice theme so like you can definitely get away with not going like ham and using all the like special glitches and stuff and still get yeah. something very nice which is oh yeah for sure very good and there's that there one website i don't remember what it's called but you can like you can decorate the house with everything that's in the game and kind of simulate it and see what it would look like so that way you can plan how you're going to build it in game. Mm. Yeah, uh it's called Make Place. Yeah, Make Place. Uh, it's written by I think his uh the person's name is Jaws Lewis to credit them. Uh yeah, it is something you just run completely independent of the game. So it's not an add-on. 
and yeah, <laughs> uh, it it really has like all the items in game. There's hundreds of housing items and like colors, and you can change it and simulate and just see like, oh, you know what? I maybe this is how I want my house. And then you can go in game and just you know either buy or build the things you want, and then just sort of use that as like a blueprint for what you want. Yep. They're kind of just it's a good planner because yeah. it, there is so much stuff in the game. There's probably there's furniture I don't even know about and walls and dividers and things to put on tables. And just there's so much stuff that it's kind of overwhelming in game to try and even think of yeah how to design it. If you're not super familiar with everything, I'm sure these house designers just can they just know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I would use this piece with this piece to make that thing look like this. Like they would know. I have no That's idea. Crazy. I just have my hodgepodge <laughs> of things I've collected randomly. Ooh, <laughs> the stuffed alphas and the bombocos, oh, all right? God. Yeah. <laughs> and that little dresser thing you can buy from the town lady and just shove your things in it and not dresser, you know, the little display case. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. They have those little display cases, and you can just put your toys that you've collected from the story and throw them in there. And yeah, hey, there we go. Welcome <laughs> to my house. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a strong correlation of like Sims players to housing designers. Ooh, I didn't Ooh. even think of that. Oh I, my gosh. I that could explains actually, so much. Yep. That I wow. never clicked that together either, but you've said it, and that. Huh. 100%. I bet those people play Sims. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Oh gosh. I mean, when I was younger, when it was like what the Sims 2 or something, oh, I would love just sitting there and like designing houses and oh just using what's, you know, available in game to make it like look as nice as possible. And here I am in Final Fantasy fourteen, kind of doing the same thing. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, hmm, this wall decoration kind of gives me inspiration. What can I design around it? And here I am. Makes sense. <laughs> Explains a lot. It when does. I played The Sims, I didn't get super into like the decorating part. I, I wanted to like see what the people were gonna do. So <laughs> that explains why uh, housing has been a bit of. A learning curve for me <laughs> so I've, I've definitely i've caught in the i've gotten the itch for it i i'm gonna try to get a medium at some point but it's very fun really rewarding uh once you get your build completed but the process is an ordeal <laughs> it yeah it can be especially if either from buying it or crafting all of it planning it yeah um but it is a lot of fun Mm-hmm. To just go with your friends, go around a neighborhood, oh, and just yes. go in and out of houses and visit them, and see like, what am I gonna find in here? What? Yeah. What does this one player in the game? What do they do with their house? And it's amazing the different things you come across, like haunted houses, or maybe it's like a magic theme, and there's like a cauldron and potions, or. You know, maybe it's really nice modern apartment that's overlooking a city. Like it, it's just so amazing what people come up with. It's really, it's really fun to just like run around, poke around in housing wards, and see what people have done. 
honestly, like, it's a really great way to get inspiration. Like, if you have a house that you're trying to design, see what other people have done. Like, see, like, oh, they used this item for this purpose. I would have never thought that you could, like, turn this cupboard into, like, a stove or something weird. (laughs) It's like, I'm not kidding. (laughs) There's some really weird stuff. (laughs) Like, you can use coffee pots to make uh, door handles. (laughs) It's like, I didn't even know there was a coffee pot in the game. (laughs) It's pretty wild, and I do like seeing that for inspiration, because, like, when you guys are talking about Sims, I played some, everybody's played some Sims, I think, at some point. It's a cool game. Mm-hmm. But I was very utilitarian in my building. Like, I put down the house, it was square. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I put down the square rooms. And then That's I would have my Sim would wake up. He would walk to the next room that was the bathroom. And then he would walk <laughs> to the next room that had the kitchen. And then he would walk to the next room, which was, you know, the play area with the TV and everything. And like, it was just, th- there was a flow. To when he woke yeah. up, and I was like, "Wait, let me put in a hallway so there's a shortcut so we can go through here, you know." And other people could use the bathroom, and <laughs> it was—I oh was just very—I was not creative in how I laid out the house or anything. So my house is very much—I don't know what to do because I'm like, "There's no utility, so I'm lost." I'm like, "I'm just decorating this. I will put a thing on the wall." Uh, that's it. I don't know. I, I That's where I'm lost. So seeing other people's houses, I kind of get that feel of, man, I'd love my house to look like that. But yeah. there's also a lot of work that goes into that, and I just haven't oh, done yeah. it. There and is. It's, but it's, I... it's fun to see and walk into houses. But fair warning to anyone that does go around looking, because we've yeah. done it. We have a great time. It's a lot of fun to just go see people's houses and whoever has it open. Just you can close your house if you want to. Don't worry. You can keep the strangers out if you want. But we like going to the houses that are open. But uh, sometimes you run into some questionable uh, rooms. Yeah, I have found some <laughs> secret rooms before, and like you take a look at it, and you it's like, okay, I feel like this is used for something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a secret room that was behind the bookshelf that has a heart shaped bed and other things and we're out bye <laughs> yeah. pop sprint sorry we found this <laughs> yeah but i mean like people like you know you you're done with your nine to five job and you want to just like rp in final fantasy or like erp yeah. by all means go for it yeah. oh yeah i'm not hating on it at all it's uh do your thing not our thing have fun but- yeah, yeah, it's not our thing, but like if that's what brings you joy in life and everyone is a consenting adult. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the private house. It's like it's a house, it's your house. That's probably mm-hmm. the best place for that. That's type of exactly stuff. where you should have it. So all right, you left the house open so we could look around when you're not here and Oh, we found your room. There it is. And all right. <laughs> we'll be yep. seeing ourselves out. <laughs> yep. I remember I mean, one time we played, we, we were playing around in someone's bathroom. Oh, I don't know if you guys God. remember that. We were like laying down in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Waiting for someone to come in. Oh, the body has been discovered. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, that was a lot of fun. There's a lot yeah. of fun in the houses. 
It is. It is. I do. Honestly, I do like when people come around and visit our FC house. And I'm just like, oh, hi, welcome. Uh, take a look around and, you know, thanks for visiting. And it's just, it's cool to see people come in and go. Yeah. Sometimes a little jump scare, though, because I don't expect oh. anyone to come through. And I'm just like, oh, oh hello. I've had my fair share of those. I'm like, really, I don't, I, I shouldn't just seize up and get super nervous and just pretend to be AFK. But like, <laughs> it is really nice when people do, like, happen to stop by and like, they take the time to look at like, the hard work that you've put into your house and they leave a little comment. It's like, oh, I'm so happy they found joy in this. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Oh, housing. But yeah, if you've yet to win the lottery, like just just keep going, entering the lottery. It'll come. Best of yeah. luck to you. Uh, speaking of lottery that's coming up. So today, the day that we're recording, uh, February 25th, is the last day you can put your name in the hat for FanFest tickets for North America. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a thing in the community. Uh, I've never been to a fan fest. Have any of you two? Um, no. I've been to, like, different, like, anime and gaming conventions, but not, like, a fan fest. Especially, like, I haven't been to a 14th fan fest. I am dying to go, but I'm very scared because of this situation. Yeah, lottery. <laughs> lottery... And honestly, I, I feel like lottery is probably better than just having a queue system. Yeah, it would be like placard versus it's, yeah, housing lottery for sure. Um, but I I haven't been to Final Fantasy 14's fan fest at all. I have been to BlizzCon, um, and that's you know Blizzard Entertainment's thing covering like Diablo, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, and Hearthstone when. Heroes of the Storm was a thing. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. It was just... It was thousands of people who play the same games you do and ha share, like, the same joy and love for it and you don't feel like the odd person out thinking and talking about games all the time <laughs> there. <laughs> and it's just really cool to be surrounded by that many people that love the games that you do. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I haven't had that experience, but that would be that would be really awesome actually <laughs> cuz usually <laughs> in the real world as they say mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's typically no one that mm -hmm. cares or even knows what the <laughs> heck you're talking about. Like, oh, I was playing yeah. an MMO, we were raiding yeah. an FF14. What? <laughs> you said yeah. a lot of things I don't know what yeah. any of that is. Yeah. Yep, it's true. But I'm I threw my hat in the ring for Fan Fest. We'll see if it pans out or not. But I I wow. didn't cuz I mean it, Isn't it in it's Vegas? Okay. Yeah. In, yeah. There's no <laughs> shot. I'm going to be able to go to Vegas. It's going to be so hot. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm going to melt. It's not going to be good, but I my, I I just I want to go so bad. I'll suffer for it. <laughs> I just wouldn't afford it cuz I mean it's Stan was yeah. giving me a hard time about that. 
It's, it's like, didn't you just like buy expensive headphones and stuff? Why couldn't you afford that? I'm like, because it's going to be way more than just a pair of headphones. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, between airfare, the ticket alone, hotel stay, food, you're probably going to buy like Final Fantasy related merch. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? It's, like it's, it's, it's easily a thousand dollars at least. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Uh, <sighs> I, I was just like, I, uh, no, I, I don't think that's going to work out for me. <laughs> Not I right see now. The, yeah. I see the price and it, I, I look away from it like it's a gaze mechanic and I'm just like, this is so bad. But like, but you just gotta, I mean, you gotta sneak that one more GCD and then yeah, you know, it yeah. draws you in. Oh, you would greet a fan fest ticket. Yep. I sure did. I'm gonna be greeting. I mean, but like, I, I, I don't want to scare people. Like, I, this is financially feasible for me just because I don't do anything. So like, now is my moment that it's like okay <laughs> i can spend a lot of money right now it'll be okay it still feels and looks terrible to me because i don't like spending money but like mm. i'll be okay <laughs> yeah it's just i'm excited even if like we don't get a ticket or we don't go i'll be excited just to see it stream yeah. online and everything um because yeah, the Final Fantasy community has grown so much in the past few years, um, mostly from the WoW refugees, let's be real. Um, and it has just grown so much, and I think there's so much hype around FanFest this year because, you know, 7.0 is kind of around the corner. Um, even Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. I don't, I don't know if it'll have a heavy influence into FanFest, but it'll be... I think it'll be out. It'll be released the same month FanFest is. Oh, wow. When's FanFest again? Uh, July 28th. I think I think 16 comes out in June, but it, they're coming out. It's going to be pretty close. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, but yeah, it's just it, I think the community has just grown so much. I'm curious to see how they're handling how much the demand for FanFest is compared to previous years. Yeah. Someday I'd like switch... to go to one. Yeah. Someday. But yeah. not this day. Yeah. Unfortunate, but it's a good goal to have. Yeah. Oh, My fingers I are just... crossed. I want to go so bad. <laughs> yeah. Because it'd be cool to meet up with people that maybe you see in-game a lot. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are trying to do um, like FC meetups there and then like they caught wind of like the lottery thing and I don't know what they're planning now but I'd assume that has been kind of unfortunate to hear. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we might not actually be able to all meet up but maybe people are still like planning on going even if they don't get their ticket and it's like okay well we can still just hang out in Vegas. And be really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we could find our personal celebrity burger salad. <gasps> oh, salad. <laughs> Are you real? <laughs> oh, burger salad, if you hear this. Burger salad, we know you're real. <laughs> you were great. I'm yeah. sorry. You were great in Baja. We just happened <laughs> to see you running around um, 
before uh like what was it running in front of what's her name the cat chloe chloe we were doing our own reels and we saw you running around in your bunny outfit we thought it was like really amusing and then like we did bajia later that day and we saw you load in next to us and we liked your outfit you were cool i like your name we I'm liked sorry. You. and you were in like we everything that we were running like, yeah everything <laughs> We kept seeing burger salad, and it was just man, that's our it friend now. They've never we... spoken to us, but but burger salad is always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh the community. Here we are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of creepy, but here we are. <laughs> All in good faith. We promise. Faith, sure. We were admirers. Yeah. Um, I feel it's it's kind of like in real life, you know, if you're just doing something, you just keep happening to be next to some, you know, the same tour group or whatever. And yeah, you just keep bumping into the same person. You just inevitably you kind of feel like, no, we're 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 bros. We haven't spoken yet. (laughs) We haven't said anything, but I don't know. We have this camaraderie. Yeah, we've been doing the same thing together right next to each other this whole time. Yeah, definitely happens at cons. For oh, me, yeah. at least, sometimes. I could see that, I, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, you just kind of end up on the same scheduling as someone else. And yeah. so you mm-hmm. just keep bumping into them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It's even yep. happened to me at, uh, like, at theme parks when I go to... I used to go to Disney a bunch. <laughs> and you would just randomly, like, the same family was just near you <laughs> for six hours. Man, because you just happened to your schedules just kind of lined up and you were taking kind of the same routes to go to the same rides, which can happen. It seems completely impossible because it's Disney. It's huge. There's, you know, 20,000 people in there. And what are the odds you're going to run into the same small group all day? But it happens all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, so yeah, FanFest is something to look forward to. Hopefully. I'm looking forward to it just because I'm hoping there's an announcement. Oh, please. Oh, I would love to get there, some news. Yeah. I, I I don't even know what to expect, honestly, with 7.0. I'm very excited. There's got to be something. Although, is some of it streamed? Japan? Oh, yeah. Yes. And then you were going to say Japan's coming? Japan's is in January, I want to say. Something like that. It's Wait, a lot later. Yeah, so this fan fest is this summer. Yep. Japan's is in January next year. I think mm. so. And I almost want to be like, that's when they're going to announce 7.0. Yeah, I that, can't imagine. Yeah. Isn't 7.0 coming out? Is it at the end of this year or next year? They don't. They say. haven't said yet. Yeah, they okay. haven't said. I just I'm think because guess... it's two years this winter coming. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. That's typically how long the expansions kind of run. Mm-hmm. Shadowbringers took a little extra time because pandemic stuff. Yeah. Yep. But well, I should say Endwalker got pushed out because of pandemic stuff. Um, so Shadowbringers ran a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking because, yeah, it's we're going to be coming up on two years this winter. If they don't announce it, that means if they announce it at Japan, the Japanese uh, fan fest, that's 
that they typically announce it like eight months out or something. So yeah. you're looking at almost three years, which I could see maybe. This is supposed to be a real big. Yeah, if it's the rewrite thing. of their, if they're rewriting engine stuff and cleaning up spaghetti code, I would, I would imagine it might be some time. Yeah, that's fine with me. Fix it. Take all the time you need, please. Yeah, I'm like, just wondering okay. about the content drought because that's going to be a really long content drought. It yeah. is because even Shadowbringers had a pretty long. Uh, time frame it was like six seven months or something from 0.55 which wasn't even a big patch there wasn't much in it yeah so from 0.5 it was almost eight months nine months we'll see i mean we could be pleasantly surprised and they'll announce 7.0 in the summer yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm okay with i'm okay with the drought yeah i'm okay with that too but I know some people are not, and they're like, Shadowbringers was so long, and I'm like, well, then either A, go play a different game and just pause your sub, <laughs> or B, just, you know, get, you know, casually get around to the things maybe you haven't done yet. Yeah, there's so much to do in the game. I'm one of those weird people, and I know there's a lot of these weird people. Uh, That's a weird way to start this. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> all very weird. It's very weird, I might add. <laughs> The uh, I, I I would love to run old content synced. No, you're oh, yeah. not weird. And or maybe I'm weird. No, I, I maybe we're weird. weird. I yeah. I don't know. I've talked to other people like I don't want to, because I would love to do unsynced old savages or old extremes and just like even to blind proc whatever because it's old content. It's not like we're farming it or anything. Like just just go through right. it and experience it and have some fun. And maybe if we're really hard stuck, yeah, we could look up a guide on what the heck is this thing? What is this part? Mm-hmm. And just like to have that learning experience and just, just do it. Just whatever. It's who cares? It's old content. We're in a content drought. That's why droughts don't bother me in this game. Because there is just so much old content you could go do. Yeah. And just do it in a way you haven't done yet. Like Instead of unsynced spanking old bosses just to get something. Like, let's let's do the fight. What was the fight actually like? Yeah. And Yeah. There's a lot of fun to be had there, and I think new players, like, there is a community out there that you could find people that want to do that. For sure. I remember um, I, I had a I had a wine night. Or if you guys, well, you guys probably I don't know because I haven't had one in a long time, but I used to have wine nights, and uh, I would drink wine. <laughs> oh, and, no way. <laughs> no <Sorry>. way! What <laughs> a, I know, big reveal, guys. Yeah. Wine nights, I drank wine. But I, I decided I want to run the old extremes from A Realm Reborn. Un, I, I want to run them synced, and I'm, we're doing it blind. I don't even care. I'm taking whoever wants to go with me. And I was posting just Party Finder, just, hey, I'm running this extreme fight. Hey. It's, it's synced. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't care if you know what you're doing. Let's do this. <laughs> and people oh, signed up. I had so many sprouts just oh. join in because I oh, no. they just felt like, hey, this guy's not going to yell at me. And I would oh. tell them, like, all right, boys, uh, I've been drinking, but we're going to do this. It's fine. And I got through four or five bosses synced that night. Oh, like, my God. We even did the uh, the Moogles. Ooh. We we did the Moogles as it was originally. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't done it since they re 
did it. But extreme? It's the yeah. same. It's the, I oh, got the pulled into the same. that on a mentor roulette. Oh, okay. <laughs> we cleared. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if on a mentor roulette, obviously, you should be able to clear it. If I could do it with a bunch of sprouts that hadn't even seen the fight, had no clues going on, and I could, you know drunkenly type out okay we got to kill these guys and then some other guy was like okay it's in this order right right that order he's got it okay guys everybody good good let's do it <laughs> pull as it was fun it was it was a lot of fun it was wild and i'm sure a bunch of people got to do a bunch of fights there was a bunch of achievements like you know extreme uh-huh. you know, whatever people got to finally do that fight and we got to experience it, it yeah. it's a good time it's I think too many people get caught up in the it's extrinsic versus intrinsic rewards. Yeah. Meaning people get too caught up in the extrinsic, meaning you have to run the fight because it has a mount or it has this one weapon or and that's it. The only thing you want is just a thing that it gives you at the end. Mm-hmm. Rather than the intrinsic reward of just playing the video game. You know, yeah. doing that fight and like figuring it out and doing your best, whatever. Like just, just play the game to play the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And honestly, too, doing that stuff, you know, synced minimum eye level. You're, you know, not only enjoying the game as like the developers put out for it to be played, but also you're really growing as a raider too, because you're mm-hmm. seeing all these different mechs that probably get reused i haven't been around long enough to know like oh yeah this has been reused this looks like this um and a lot of the world racers at week one proggers know these things because they just have such a a wide variety of knowledge from doing past content like that yeah yeah it's one of the reasons i want to do more synced old content and even I like blind. I know a lot of people hate blind runs. I like blind because there's a whole different, like, how do I put it? You're just basically building the memory of it and you're doing a lot of different things neurologically, like with your brain, just you're basically, you're remembering it better because you didn't read a guide. You're actually solving the problem, you know, solving the puzzle rather than having someone walk you through the puzzle. Yeah, and it's just a different approach that I, I think you take away more from it if you solve it. Obviously, yeah, yeah. not I, like I don't want to go doing an ultimate blind, a hundred percent. Like that's gonna be. <laughs> oh, that's no. That not sounds yet. Like a bad I, one day, one day, like once you, you know, if we've done more stuff and I know even more about the game, it could be a thing. It could be a thing. But right now, like I. We've barely done extremes completely blind, and those are the easiest of the hard content. Yeah. So that's true. I, yeah, for me, that's what I would like to do. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I I think during a during however long this content drought will be, we'll probably working on fulfilling Penta Legend, you know, steadily and slowly. Um and then yeah maybe doing some min eye level synced content that'd be fun yeah. yeah I think it'd be a lot of fun or doing old ultimates yeah probably all of it oh yeah we, we are in the game a lot let's be <laughs> yeah I'll have alts ready to go for the content trout oh <laughs> yeah. 
um, I guess now that we're sort of talking about rating a little bit, what do we mm-hmm. like the rating community in Final Fantasy? Because coming from WoW, and I hate to keep making that par- those parallels, but that you know they get compared a lot. Um, coming from WoW in the rating community, it was. You know, you had your world racers and your like world, you know, top 100 world guilds. And I feel like the WoW rating community was pretty cutthroat um, in terms of like parsing and, you know, you're not performing well, you're going to be benched or, you know, you didn't ma- meet these requirements from Torghast or your whatever and so you can't play maybe that's the extreme but that was my it's oddly (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about because on the one hand you do you can kind of see that in final fantasy 14 you can but i feel that it's far less and like in final fantasy 14 if you're super casual you can find a raid group for sure you can yeah. be, yeah, if One. we're talking parsing, like you can be a gray parson, bottom tier person. You can find a casual group and you can yeah. do the content. You can actually beat the fights with gray parses. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's a thing. It, so I feel like that's a difference because in WoW, even the most casual groups won't keep you if you're at that level. Even oh, no. like the lowest tier. Hey, we're just running once, twice a week. We're chill. You're a great parse. Get out. Like <laughs> they're oh, still like me. that. And I was I. It was my first raid tier, like ever healing anything. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. And like week two, here we are. And they're like, you know, you're not healing the best. I'm like, I'm in PvP gear. I don't know what. Like I'm working on it. Well, and they're like, well. You might have to sit it out. I'm like, oh. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, I'll just no. leave now because, you know, we're at two. It was two nights a week, and they knew I had PvP gear. I didn't have anything close to Bith's, Bith's. I wasn't aggressively running, you know, Mythic keys. And yeah, they're just. I'm like, all right. I'm I'm gonna go now. Bye. And that's a wild <laughs> part of the WoW rating community is even like they won't step up and. Oh, we have one of our healers that they, they could really use gear or whatever. Hey, let's get a, a mythic group together and let's get them running some mythic plus. Because it is a pain in in WoW to run mythic plus without a group. Yeah. Like trying to to pug that and do, you know, like basically party finder. Mm-hmm. It's it's very toxic which is by design. It's just because you're risking your key with strangers and yeah. they can really screw you over for hours. Uh, key depletion. It, yeah. Rage people. It, yeah. So yeah. If people are like very picky. They're going to, you know, what's, what's your Raider IO? What's your this and that? You know, oh, you haven't run because you're, yeah. you know, coming back that's, to the game. You'll, you'll, good luck. You'll never find a group. I, it oh it, it gave me the vibes of like, Entry level position needs five years of experience. I'm like, oh, yeah. I like how how am I supposed to get the experience if I can't even get into like a ten plus key group or something? 
Let's curse. Yeah, it's and the sad thing is when I started when I was when I started in WoW, I I think we had already talked about this in a previous podcast, but just as a quick rundown, you know, I I was running in like two raid groups at the same time, raiding like five, six nights a week. And one of the groups I was just running myself as a newer player. And I, I was I was hard hooked on WoW. It was my first MMO. I just started in Kata, so I was just going absolutely crazy playing the <laughs> game. And I remember when I was running my group, it was a super casual group for my guild at the time, because they were super casual. And I remember trying to just help out the new players and people that didn't know what the heck was going on and people new to raiding. There was a different community at that time because there wasn't Mythic Keys and there wasn't this super toxic uh, mentality in the player base just yet. There kind of was, don't get me wrong. It was still there underlying, just bubbling up a little bit. But overall, new players did have opportunities. I had opportunities as a new player. And people weren't just looking at your parse log all the time or anything like that. And I was progging heroic, you know, the, uh, which heroic at the time was the highest level. There wasn't mythic yet. And I, I was progging those fights and doing a lot of things. And I don't know, the community shifted over time with, I think with mythic keys, that was a big thing. And for some odd reason, raid groups don't want to help their members. Hmm in it's, a community yeah, that was, doesn't want to help any new player and then they wonder it, why there aren't new players it's it was yeah. interesting because they're definitely in the raid raid group there was definitely like sort of little clicks mm -hmm. um and they'd all run their keys together and i'm like i don't know how to go about this because i don't want to pug but I also am like, everyone seems to have their schedule down, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's kind of where I was in Legion. I tried to come back to raiding in Legion, and uh, everyone seemed to have their own Mythic Plus group, and I was the odd healer out, which is weird. I, there's only so many of us healing. Like, there's two of us. I didn't have a Mythic Plus group. So I was just trying to pug it and trying to run everything alone all the time yeah. until raid night. And it felt like everything was a click. So I didn't make any friends in the guild. I didn't, no one really talked to me. So I just eventually quit. They weren't trying to kick me out of the group at all because I was doing fine. It was just really stressful for me because I was doing everything alone and it took me three times as long to do the same things they were doing mm, pain yeah but final fantasy yeah. i don't really get that that happens very often i've never been in a static where i couldn't just find someone within my own static to go do something but you didn't really need them because whatever you need to do you can just queue up for it and you'll find a group and you'll do fine yeah there's not that the same stress the gearing system in Final Fantasy makes it that way. Um, because your bis is from Raid. Or from Tombstones, which you can just get easily through doing a daily dungeon. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of having bis tied to Mythic Plus keys that you'll need for Raid just compounded the problem, I think. And then 
that also gets rough because the Mythic Plus gear was also bis in like PvP. So you get PvPers trying to do the PvE just so they can PvP, which is <laughs> why. Why do I, I was so mad? I remember because I was doing <laughs> PvP. That was mostly what I wanted to do for most of the time, but I had to go run PvE mm. to play PvP. Yeah. What? That's weird. Yeah, yeah it, it was very annoying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it is now for it, but yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure now. I leveled in Dragonflight. It's called Dragonflight, right? Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> I was having issues. <laughs> yes. uh, I was having issues remembering. I leveled a priest, got to max level, and then, you know, a thousand markers popped up, and I wasn't sure. How do I gear? Like, I just looked around, like, uh, what am I supposed to do? I remember asking a friend, and he was like, I guess you just need to start running Mythic Plus. Yeah, but I'm minimum item level. Yeah, but we did it minimum item level week one, because we had to, you know? So you should be able to. Yeah, but I'm a week and a half in, and no one's posting for Mythic 1. Like, No one's doing this. No one wants to take the min-eye level guy. Yeah. Because, oh, I'm not carrying you through content. Did you play any different carrying someone versus not? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I I will say so as much as we like you know, say Final Fantasy rating community is great and all. Like it is good. Oh, it, it's I, good. I do think it's more welcoming. There are obviously some things where people you know, either in party finder they find the rare people who are grief griefing or they blame people or they're Making mistakes but blaming someone else. Um, oh. It happens. I would say uh, the main difference, obviously, because you're gonna, you, you've got the badness wherever you go, right? Mm -hmm. I guess the main difference is wow, systems really like bring out that negativity more. Mm -hmm. Just the way everything's designed, it's just, it's like it's there to make you mad at <laughs> the guy next <laughs> no. to you for whatever reason. Where Final Fantasies is so more relaxed, like it's more easy to do, I guess, to accomplish your goals, to do what you want to do. Like it, yeah, I don't know how to put it. Yeah, I think so. And I think even in static communities, there's a, such a wide range of statics between like very casual, we're just going to meet once a week, casually raid. If we clear, we clear. If we don't, we don't. And then you go all the way to the, like, week one world first racers who have very, like, high requirements. But that's the spectrum of rating in Final Fantasy. It's just, any like, if you want to do the content, you can do the content. You'll find somebody that you could do it with. And, you know, and then there's the everything in between. Which is kind of where we are. We're the in-between of that. We're not super casual, but we're not super hardcore. We're kind of in the middle rating as, like, working adults <laughs> trying to keep our sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Until next patch, we're going hard. No, not oh, really. No. We're not. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, Eight-hour raid days. No. Let's go. People do do that, but we don't do that. No. <laughs> no, we, we definitely don't. No, that's a lot. Though it is fun. Just mm -hmm. rating in general. I can find it to be fun. I 
eh, sometimes you get a little burnt out, but it is fun. I like it. It is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the the Omega Ultimate protocol groups fare about month one to month two in. Oh, boy. Um, you know, hitting the phase five wall. I'm gonna... Yeah. Yeah, that's thoughts I and prayers, everyone. I don't know prayers. how people do Party Finder in that. I don't. I don't think it doesn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would work well at all. I, I don't even think it works ad. well for Savage. No. <laughs> like I know people will say, oh, most people clear on Party Finder because that's where there's so many groups in Party Finder. But usually it's when people have already cleared. Mm-hmm. And you start getting people that have already cleared on alts or whatever. Like some a bunch of the world firsters will just go into Party Finder with alts and stuff and help people clear. So I don't think it's strictly to say Party Finder is doing it. It's other people clear and then they go help Party Finder clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that happens. And then I... I think with Party Finder, it's like a, you get the flexibility of just playing when you want to play, mm -hmm. but you do get the added time of like going through parties sort of cycle. Like, oh, three wipes disband, or mm -hmm. I'm back in Party yeah. Finder, or, you know, this person had to go because their goldfish was on fire. Um, <laughs> and so you just, you're subject to that cycle. <laughs> I'm just now like, oh my gosh. <laughs> my, my goldfish is on fire bye what yeah like it <laughs> yeah. happens really fast. You, know. you zone in you know you get one pull in and someone's like i gotta go <laughs> like, yeah. it's so bad like and but it happens i've seen people say oh well i don't want a regular static because i don't have time to commit to that so i do party finder three times a week what that's, you're wasting more time. You're yeah. spending like four hours just finding a group every week. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's hard. Just make a but static make, at that point. But people it's, do it. They people do it. do it. I, but I don't know. When I see people that post, they're like, I haven't cleared Savage tier yet, and I've been trying since the start. Like, just can you just join a group at this stage? <laughs> it, it, it would you would probably have cleared by now if you at least had a group. Because yeah. the party finder, it is, you spend so much time just because, yeah, people leave. This one guy left. You only got three pulls in. Someone got mad. And then, you know, it's just. Yeah, one person leaves. Everyone just starts it's, trickling you know. out. And then the party just bans. And it's like, but we could have kept going, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just one person. Yeah, it's hard. Because if, if you hit a Prague party and party finder but then you're dying as you should be in Prague right like <laughs> if you're getting to your Prague point and people are dying that's what it's for but some people just can't handle that and it's like oh we died I'm like well it's a Prague party yeah um, yeah that's kind yeah, of how things I, go I, I think the Final Fantasy rating community is I mean it can improve can it improve absolutely is it okay? Yes, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't, I, n I don't feel a high level of toxicity. No, coming from it. No, as it's so weird when some people say, no, Final Fantasy's community is more toxic. I have not felt it is nearly as toxic as what I've experienced with WoW, just with random dungeon finders and 
well, I guess, well, it's roulettes in Final Fantasy, but it's very rare anyone gets irritated in a roulette. I have maybe seen it happen four or five times since I started playing over a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not common. Um, no. Can happen in some of the harder content if you party finder, but I don't really do random groups for that stuff. I just run with you guys with whatever. Uh, far better with most things. It's far better to just find a community, find a group of people you can play with, and just try to stick with that. Get into an FC with some cool people. Mm-hmm. You'll have a better time you- overall. Just yeah. I mean, FCs are great too, but I mean, it's not mandatory. If you no. don't want to have an FC and you just want to be FC-less, um, free company that is, guild, uh, you can be. You can definitely just find people in either cross-world mm-hmm. link shells or Discord communities, and you don't. You That's don't have kind to of do our group here. Clear for eight. We're we're not in an FC together. Nope. The majority of us, we're not. Everyone's on different servers, and uh, yeah, I'm on a different server. You're on a different server, yeah. (laughs) They're on XL. I'm on Hyperion. Here we are. Of course, and I aren't in the same FC. No, I don't even know what FC Clarissa's in. I have no idea. Yeah, I I would have to say the the funny thing coming from WoW to Final Fantasy is that in your guild, that's who you raided with. Mm, yeah. But in Final Fantasy 14, it's not. It's your static you raid with, and your FC is more your social place. Yeah. Which I found to be very weird. Uh, I server transferred to Xcal to get into my statics FC. Oh. Um, quite oh. a few of us did. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, me, Stan, Goro, Mako, uh, all of us went in. And so our static is the FC as well. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty much That's everyone. The whole kind of funny. The whole static is in that <laughs> FC. Wow. Okay. But yeah, that, I'd say that's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> typical. It it's, is not. No. Yeah, that's. that's... Definitely. I mean, there are some FCs that do do that, and they'll have, like, multiple statics going on, but yeah. Yeah, because even within that FC, there was, like, three other statics, but not FC-related. There was just some of the members from the FC were in another static. Huh. And I think it was, like, three different groups, because they would chat about where they were in their each separate group. So it was a whole, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of groups, a lot of stuff going on. You're never tied down, really. No. no. Statics are very flexible in... Usually it's limited to data center, but even now it's not... You don't have to be because of no. data center travel. Yep. That's what I found funny, is that, you know, in WoW it really kind of mattered, like, what guild you're in, because that's, like who you raid with, kind of your social community, everything in one. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy is the complete opposite. Yeah, because you could... Yeah, I, it was a very different thing when I switched over. I was so used to guilds being who you raided with, and then Final Fantasy was not like that. 
you could join the static and they didn't care if you were in the FC. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're not in one? Are you on our server? Yeah? You want to join? Okay. <laughs> I think that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. That was... um. What else was there about the uh, community? We didn't talk about clubs, actually. Yeah, just to circle oh. back around. We told them to Thank sit and wait. Sticking. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> you back will get your clubs. turn. I want to come back to them because clubs are a thing in this game to get I away know. from, you know, high-end content. Well, I don't know. I guess clubs could be high-end content in a way. The true it's, end um, game. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're... Uh, <laughs> They're very competitive. I mean, really? it it's a combination of a different end game. It's like the lambs. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you know, how did you decorate your club? Is it enticing to people to come visit? Is there a crowd? Is there a good DJ? Um, there's a lot of things going on in clubs. Yeah, because that's the competitive part. Because they are kind of competing with other clubs. They want to be the big club. So, mm-hmm. you know, how wild can you get with your decorations and how you set up the club and is your DJ good and everybody's glams and how's the the staff? Because they usually have staff within the bars mm-hmm. and the venue and yep. you know, they have to represent the club and just yeah. it's it's the involvement that goes into that. It It is a lot of planning. Um and I think clubs kind of tie in with RP as well, or can. I'm not saying they all do, but they can. And some clubs you can go in and, you know, start chatting with people, you know, like, can I buy you a drink kind of thing? And there's like a whole drink menu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They'll have raffles. Uh, and I guess if people don't know, for DJs, when we keep talking about clubs and DJs, what will happen is you'll go to this venue and they'll probably tell you like, oh, tune into, you know, twitch.tv slash, you know, whatever DJ. And so, and that's what you, that'll be the sort of music that's going on in the venue itself, not just like the background music of the game. It's the Twitch D- TV DJ. Mm-hmm. And the DJ is usually in game in the club. So he's got his camera angle on stream of the club and everybody mm-hmm. jamming. So it's, I don't know what other word to use, but immersive. I mean, you're yeah. you're clubbing, you're hanging out with everybody and you're dancing and jamming and there's the DJ and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I was talking about it with Stan because I always bring up Stan. Stan and I play a lot of Final Fantasy and video games together. But we we talked about, man, I kind of miss going out and doing the club thing. It was just chill, just going out and mm-hmm. jamming and checking out the and venues. People watching. Yeah, it's lots of people oh, yeah. watching. Lots of people watching. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, just even going around with like some of your friends or or going around to make new friends. Um, yeah. It's fun. Just something casual to do if you're just hanging out maybe one I night also... or would say most of the club owners and stuff they do see themselves as rp like the overwhelming majority i don't know i haven't run into one that hasn't considered themselves rp because there's even the don't walk in with your weapon out that's a fupa that's you need to hide your weapon i have not hidden it a lot of times because i play white mage so much so i'll have it as just like you know like a little like a staff not like a staff but 
like a simple walking cane. stick looking, you know, like a cane look. So it looks you like a cane take, on my back. You wouldn't take an old man's walking stick. Right? You know? <laughs> Come on now. That's this isn't a weapon. This is ridiculous. Yeah, if anyone caught that one. Yeah. I probably worded it wrong, but yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah, no, that's pretty much where I was, yeah. Yep. It was a little, um, little Gandalf yeah. vibe for people so, that don't know. <laughs> for RP, that's a whole new world, too. So what are some types of, like, etiquette or, you know, standing rules maybe around RP that people might not know? Oh, um, I know a few. Like, I used to, like sort of rp like a little bit on the side like when i didn't have anything to do i would go with like some like people that i knew and we just like it was honestly like venue hopping to one see what people like built as far as housing stuff and see like the creative use of uh like housing items and just kind of get that immersive experience but, like in doing so we kind of like experienced rp and um a lot of things that i've been seeing like a recurring thing not to do is you don't want to teleport <laughs> mm -hmm. inside of the venue mm -hmm. so you want you want to leave out before you start teleporting um there's this saying called like rp walk <laughs> i yes. typically don't see people like sprinting around you have to toggle your walk um on like i haven't been told like you must walk but like it's just been an unspoken thing that i've seen where it's like no you you should walk you don't run around um i'm trying to think of some other things yeah because when i first <laughs> went with stan i asked him like hey what's the general rules like we, we probably rp walk in here right because that's literally what most people call it is rp walk yeah, when RP you walk. do normal walking <laughs> yeah. speed <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to don't teleport in the house. I'm like, makes mm -hmm. sense. Got it. Like, those are just two general rules yeah. that they don't really say. But there are people that if you do it, sometimes staff will message you and like, hey, could you please yeah. like not do this? Because I've seen that happen before. It's, you mm -hmm. know, it's just not like you're not supposed to technically cast spells or anything like yeah. that in the house either. I've we've sometimes done it when it's like. We all went white mage and we holied. Um, oh boy! As like a celebratory thing of like lighting oh, off fireworks, almost. And then we stopped. We didn't keep doing it forever, but it was funny because if you don't know, guys, Nova on priest is that priest. Oh my gosh! White uh, wrong mage. Game. Yeah, wrong game. <laughs> Had a moment. Holy Nova on uh, on uh, white mage I mean is super bright and. Yeah, it'll light everything up if someone doesn't have their uh, their effects effect. turned down. Yeah, so <laughs> we did it kind of as a funny, like the the DJ was like, "Hey guys, get hyped up!" and we were like, "Okay." Oh no! <laughs> we all started doing Nova, and he was like, "Yep, there it is. All right, they're hyped." And then you know we stopped. But yeah, you, you don't do it a whole bunch, but yeah, it generally don't cast spells, don't go zipping around, don't like act like you're walking into a club. Yeah. Yep. Be civil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and turn awesome. off on your emotes, turn off the chat thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you everyone will just spam chat 
of their emotes and yeah. it just clutters chat. So don't turn that off. If you don't know, go to your social emotes, you know, bring up your emote menu and there's a little box at the bottom. Just uncheck it and it won't do the chat log of every emote you've done. Yep. I think the other thing too is um, to put your minions away. Yeah. I forget that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Put the minions away. Because like if you have pets, desummon them. So like carbuncles yeah. and fairies. They kind of take up space. And do they count as like a body? I think so. That's what I've heard people say. I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't. I don't think they do. But in any event, it's kind of weird to have your dog walking around or whatever, like in a club. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just just leave them at home. You mean I do that in real life? That's <laughs> I take my dog everywhere. Yeah, dog is like, what's going on? Clubbing, fish museum, whatever. Dog. <laughs> oh gosh. I but can't yeah, think of any other major. Think and just like yell, yell chat probably is kind of crazy. those are those are usually reserved for event staff. Yep. Um, even. Shout chat too, I would say, is usually reserved for like a venue staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the so only if you do time. Wanna... Go ahead. Oh, if you do want to talk to somebody directly, it'll just be like a, a tell. Yeah, a tell. But usually, like a yeah, you do a lot of chat. slash say. If, if mm -hmm. it's anything other people can read, keep it within the context of the venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if it's slash say, even if it's shout, because a lot of times they'll do like a trivia night or something. So you'll have to go into shout to, you know, shout the answer. Right. Yeah. Um, keep it within the realm of whatever the RP is. So if you're at a club, don't go saying, oh, hey, my cat needs water. Like, no, like, whisper that to someone. Put it in the party chat. If you're in a party, don't go out there saying IRL stuff. Where other yeah. people can see it. And again, it's not like, wow, you get kicked. Like, you're going to, it's just don't. It's just keep it within the yeah. realm of whatever you're doing. And, and I think, oops, sorry. Well, with getting kicked, I, I know that sounds like, how could they even, they can't kick you out of the house without shutting down the whole venue. But uh, I've heard and I've seen it. Mods, uh, the, the actual FF14 mods are responsive to, like, if staff messages or reports someone and says, hey, someone's in my house, they're being whatever, rude, breaking rules, can you kick them out? They will kick you out within, like, 15 minutes usually or something. Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, I found that out because I talked to some people that ran the venues and stuff and they were like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, they're actually super responsive to getting people out of houses that are not following being rules or being rude or doing whatever. Like we can get people out. That's the thing. That's good. That's good yeah. to know. Um, I guess it also is good to say that it's usually pretty forgiving too. Like if you're new to RP or new to sort of these, like what we've said of like unspoken rules. It's okay if you like don't follow like unbeknownst to you don't follow them or you make mistake. It's fine. And if someone just says, "Hey, can you put your minion away?" Be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize." Like, mm -hmm. not a big deal. And well, because even even lives. people that do it all the time, you forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no one's gonna come in like, "Hey, get out." 
<laughs> you know, you're not welcome around here if you're going to be like this. No, it's just they'll ask nicely and, you know, just put it away and then bam, you're done. Everything's yeah. fine. No, no one cares. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's like a scary place. Like there's so many rules like I don't want to get in trouble. Anxiety. It It's OK. Yeah, they'll let you know. And sometimes certain venues can have special rules like um, even the VIP sections. I don't know if you guys have seen that in, in clubs. Clubs will have oh, the yeah. VIP sections. And I've seen newer people just go on up like, oh, I want to go upstairs. But no, that's VIP. <laughs> They'll give you the nice whisper. They won't even do slash say and make a big deal. They will just whisper yeah. you and be like, excuse me, do you uh, have your VIP? Uh, you know oh no like well could i ask you to step down please this is a vip section like they'll be nice you're fine they're not gonna yeah. get mad at you for not yeah. knowing <laughs> like it's just just don't stay up there yeah. Yeah. then they'll start getting irritated uh, yeah it's you're gonna be fine you can break rules on accident it's everything's gonna be okay yep for sure All right, the one so funny cool. thing little fun fact for anyone rping if you decide yeah. you want to speed walk out of the house, you can pop sprint and walk fast. Oh my god! <laughs> and you're still RP walking, and it looks fine. <laughs> so Funny looking, honestly. Could, yeah, it's hilarious. So you can like, uh, I'm out of here, guys, and then just pop sprint and speed walk out of the house. <laughs> oh gosh! It's pretty great, and it fits within RP. So it's yeah. like it, it's yeah. little fun thing for you if you didn't know. Yeah, that works. Oh gosh. I guess what's kind of tying into RP is um, people who have a very like deep headcanon for their OCs or, you know, they have these great backstories of their characters and that's what they sort of build their RP world around. Um, and that's a whole nother branch of the community as well. People with, you know, they'll have the, warrior of light question of the day and like what does your wool like think about this or how do they do this and some people really have an extensive background written or well thought out of like you know where their character came from how they grew up you know what their personality is it's it's pretty prevalent i'd say on twitter yeah i i personally like i love that stuff because i i have like a handful of characters like obviously i have like my main character that i run everything on that's my like main warrior of light but um that's kind of how i got into like rp a little bit because like i see it as a lot of like opportunity to like build like character and like come up with different like ideas about like oh okay in this situation my will probably this and it's just i don't know if you like messing around with like making characters and stories it's a lot of fun um the like rp stuff that i did do um a lot of it was with people who probably would find a lot of interest in doing like the warrior of light quest day sort of deals on twitter um because you would definitely see people come in basically did share their characters like backstory some of the other people in the venue and depending on what they would say other people would chime in and like their characters would like interact on like 
based on like maybe like shared experiences or shared backgrounds and I don't know I think it's really fun and interesting stuff um I think that it's really unique that Final Fantasy 14 has this sort of community because um like as someone who likes character building and stuff part of me is like always worried like oh this is probably something that is a little bit more niche and people might think that it's weird or like just strange uh or might not like find full appreciation of it but like there's definitely a ton of appreciation for that type of stuff um in the 14 community you just have to find it <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely places where fan fiction like people will write stuff on the regular of you know, different stories or either regarding including um, characters in the game with maybe OCs mm -hmm. or maybe just complete fan fiction of just like maybe some of the main characters in the game. Yep. And then people with their headcanons is just, it's amazing how deep people's imagination and background stories of their characters and thought and even just like expressing that with their characters either through g poses or maybe their glams of like really bringing that out into light of mm -hmm. how their character came to be yeah it is it's i can't speak too much to the final fantasy side of it to be honest because i haven't delved into that side of the community and like you said earlier it was a lot of it's on twitter and i'm just not a big twitter person uh, i don't blame you <laughs> yeah especially with the mess it's been it's like uh, i don't know i don't is yeah. this even worth investing in right now but yeah. obviously the communities are out there but i did do a lot of this stuff in wow mm. like because it was a whole thing of just when you made the character like there mm -hmm. was even add-ons for RP sheets and then people mm. could actually look at your RP sheet that had the mod as well. And okay. um, so they could read like your whole, they would have sections like what's the backstory, who were the parents? You could actually pick parents. Uh, what uh, if you were a special, because like, were you a special race? Like you could actually do, I'm a high elf or I was previously a high elf or something like that related to that um, mm -hmm. within the blood elves or just whatever. If you wanted to be a troll that wasn't available in game, you could actually just put it on your sheet as a custom like, oh, yeah, I am actually this kind of troll. Mm -hmm. So there was that whole thing and backstory and where did you come from? And there was actually guides on well, you would be from this time frame if you were born around here. If you're this race, you would probably be born here. And remember how old mm -hmm. you would be if you're an elf. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, if you were setting out as an elf for the first time on your own, like, leaving the city and whatnot, you're probably around 600 years old. Man. Something like that. Oh. Like, and a lot of people didn't realize that. If, uh, like, what were the odds of you of seeing the sundering as an elf well kind of okay actually you could have been alive back then as an elf <laughs> um, so i could see that in final fantasy uh being a thing and i i'm interested by it because obviously i was interested in wow and i've always mm -hmm. wondered 
what that's like. So I, sh- I should delve into that in Final Fantasy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I And I like writing those stories. I made up so many backstories for characters. And I, I should do that for for Final Fantasy and all of my stable of characters. Yeah, because yeah. you do have quite a few. Um, I think it's like, you don't have to, but like just given the world in this game and like all the lore in it, um, there's just so much opportunity to just like find a little like nugget of information and take that and just like apply it to your character and like hold on to that and come up with something really interesting. Um, and like with the lore books and all of that uh, that are out, you can really like just honestly, like if you have an idea of what you want your character to be, you can find ways to make it work within this uh, universe. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, one thing and I like you... is it does feel very open. Yeah. To what you could do in Final Fantasy, even more so than WoW. Because in WoW, you could not be an orc from Stormwind. Like, that's just that, that <laughs> yeah. wasn't a thing. Oh, so you were a slave. <laughs> that's, oh, no. That's the best you could come up with. Um, how did you get out? What happened? Like, I, that's, it, it's Final Fantasy. You could be an Elizin from anywhere. Yeah, you could. You, know, you could be a Lalafell that grew up in Limsa. Or yeah. you, you know, you you could be a Mikote from th- anywhere, wherever. Pick a spot. You you could be from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you really could. Uh, <laughs> I I laugh because I I have several Mikote for those who don't know, and uh, trying to figure out all of their backstories has been difficult because I chose the the Moon Cats, and they don't have a whole lot of lore out. <laughs> Mm. So I have really been kind of digging around for any morsel of information. Like, okay, where are Mikote typically found? Could I make this work? Would it be absurd if I picked this location and just ran with it? But like, I don't know. I think it's it's fun to pick things that are like a little maybe like unorthodox or like wouldn't be like completely within the norm because you can find creative ways to like write that into their uh like the character's uh story and whatnot like i've seen people um just like even in their um like little search info comment i've seen people who they'll have like a here or something but they're actually garlean i was gonna say i could see people uh, making garleans like that yeah it's it's so cool and it's like i i feel like It'd be really cool if, like, we could just let people be Garleans. But, like, I could see that causing issues. But um, people still make it work, and it's really cool. I'd like to know how they write their characters and, like, how their character would feel about, like, all the stuff that goes on, like, in this game's story. Mm-hmm. So, I guess just as a final little... We're, we've really gotten into this conversation. Um, so <laughs> Yes. Yes, we have. Time is running, but as I guess as a final bit here that I want to bring up, maybe close out with, is uh, just in the realm of the fanfic and having original backstories for your characters and stuff. That uh, you guys know about Dungeons and Dragons, I'm sure. But oh yeah. What what gamer has not? 
you know? <laughs> but th- I don't know if you guys knew about someone made a Final Fantasy fourteen like Dungeons and Dragons ebook. Oh oh my. Oh, so you haven't that. known about this. Did you, Sujak? No, I did not. Oh wow. Yes, it's I've actually looked through it. I didn't obviously read the whole thing, but they made like Dungeons and Dragons with all the races and Ooh. Wow. Uh and they even added bunny girls. I don't know if they've added bunny boys. I haven't checked, but they've been adding <laughs> like as things come in, like okay, this is it. This is the things. They've got items, they've got like locations and stories and basically so you can run a Final Fantasy 14 themed Oh wow. Uh Dungeons and Dragons campaign that's really cool you're you're a new dm right i would love to dm it honestly i wanted to i would love to get a group together and do any kind of dungeons and dragons be it just vanilla final fantasy 14 i don't care i would love to do it 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 would be so much fun that would be it would bring in all of the rp and just Especially Final Fantasy fourteen because it's something we yeah. already enjoy so much, and it would be actually easier for us probably to come up with our yeah. own stories because we we live in it already. <laughs> oh my gosh, this sounds very fun! <laughs> oh yeah, so that that's something I can't remember the name of it. It's been a while since I looked at it, but that's out there, and it, I think that just is a testament to how dedicated the fan bases and the community yeah. to just everything. And there's something out there for everyone in the game and outside of it. Yeah. It's the community is so huge. We, I guess in this episode, we covered some aspects of the community, but definitely not all. There's just so much. And just maybe talking about like, we didn't even talk about like the new player community and like mentors and sprouts, oh yeah, gathering and just a whole bunch of different things, oh, and yeah. we just kind of touch the iceberg of it. Oh yeah, it's chocobo breeders. There's yeah. people. Is that a thing? There's people gold dedicated saucer. to oh, gold saucer God. and just doing all that stuff. They love it. Uh, wow! I remember when Asmund Gold was playing, and he ended up for like a week just doing chocobo racing. <laughs> oh. He didn't even oh my progress. God. He was just breeding chocobos and racing chocobos. <laughs> oh my god! He got I like mean, millions of MGP. Triad. Oh man! Triple triad. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole game within the game. Yeah, Majong. Uh, yeah. Oh Majong. Apparently, I can't confirm it because I just can't. But apparently, there's people that are in Japan. Majong is pretty big. Not like huge, huge, but you know, it's bigger than it is here. And apparently, Mahjong is so good in Final Fantasy 14 that there are people that pay the sub just so they can play the ranked mode of yeah. Mahjong in Final Fantasy because it's really good. I've heard the same thing. I've yeah. heard about this person that is literally just plays the game for the, the Mahjong. I don't know if I said uh, that right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know either. It's what? Okay. Mahjong? Mahjong? Okay. Oh. Mahjong. Where does it anyway, originate? Where does Mahjong come from? I want to say it's China, probably. I think I think the same. I, I believe that. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. People yeah, love this game. There is a thing to find in this game if you want to play there's, it. Yeah, games. Verminion. 
That's um, a whole thing. I haven't even gotten into that. I, That's a whole thing. Much, so much in the game that you know maybe we haven't touched on, and just oh, so much. But the community is very diverse, uh, has a lot to offer inside and out of the game. Discord servers, Twitter, art. Oh, we didn't even talk about the art community. Oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much. Just, we know you all exist. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we love seeing art uh, everywhere, and just oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I think know. it's about we, time to wrap yeah, it up. I, I'd love to keep mm -hmm. going. We, it, we love the community. We love this game. But there's only so many hours and minutes. Yes. In a podcast and a day. We'd yep. be here all day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all week. Yeah. Just going over <laughs> everything. There's so much. But, yeah, we... We love it. So we'll, we'll get to it. There's more episodes to come. We'll be able to discuss more minutia. But I think yeah. we gave a pretty good overview of just the possibilities and what's out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially so with what we've really interacted with anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Agreed. And so I guess that's it. That's where, that's where we're going to end it. That's where we're going to call it. Uh, unless there's anything final, any final last words? Uh, just tune in next time for, we're going to be talking about something. Yeah. Oh, we're going to, it'll we're be definitely, good. I think it'll next time, good. I think next time it's going to be maybe more about the community standards, new players, what should new players know, crafting and gathering, that kind of thing. Um. Yeah. Maybe some things. We'll 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 we usually have a meeting during the week to bang out some uh, ideas and go over it. But we'll we'll have stuff. We'll have some interesting yep. things. And if you, okay. if you found us wherever we are, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever podcasting app you're on, we're probably on it. You know, find us, leave a comment, do whatever, leave us a like, give us a review, do your thing. We would love a review. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. share, and subscribe. Yes, smash that bell button. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next time. Everybody, have a good week. <laughs>